welcome back to the K-Coaching podcast where we discuss all things health, fitness and mindset. And on today's episode, we have the lovely Orlo Dwyer, an AFL player who actually comes from TIP, an hour down the road from me. And she was originally playing county for TIP football and camogie and is now an AFL professional athlete, which is absolutely unreal. So I really wanted to get Orla on. We actually met in Bali a few months ago, which was mad. Um, I'd only have known of Orla, and I was sitting in Nourish in one of the cafes in Bali, and I literally dropped my spoon into my porridge, and I was like, oh my God, there's Orla in my I have to go say hi. Do you know, when you see anyone from home, it's hilarious, yeah. like in somewhere abroad, like it's actually mad. Um, and I just go straight over. But Orla, do you want to give a small bit of an introduction to you for those who don't know you? Yeah, firstly, thanks for having me on the podcast. Um, I listen regularly, so I'm glad to be here. Um, but yeah, as you said, um, from Tipperary, Cashville specifically, I've played camogie and Gaelic football growing up um, with Cashville Camogie Club, Borland Ladies Football Club. And then lucky enough to get on Tipperary County teams underage from probably under 14, 16 minor, and then onto the senior panel on both codes, which was great. Um, and then I kind of, I suppose, in the AFLW kind of took off here, I think in 2017. So it's it's pretty new competition in Australia. And a couple of Irish girls have been here. So like the likes of course, Staunton, Sarah Rowe, um, Ashley McCarthy, Edith Constantine. There was a couple of Irish girls here and I always thought I'd like to give it a shot. I think playing amateur kind of sport back home, you always want to experience playing professionally or it's kind of like everyone's dream really to play um, sport for a living. So I was lucky enough um, to get approached by a couple of clubs and yeah, I kind of just fizzled out that Brisbane seemed to be the place and Brisbane Lions, I've been here since 2019. So I'm going into my fourth season now, which is mad. Um, but oh, yeah, I love it here and yeah. that's where I am at the moment. <laughs> that is absolutely incredible, Orla. And just to even go back, was camogie like always like your first sport growing up or was it football or were you in something else before it? Yeah, so I actually, I'm like the oldest of four siblings and a very GA household like most um, Irish families. Um, yeah. So <laughs> we... I started off playing with the boys actually in Rose Green underage. So I, I kind of played there up until under 12. My parents and siblings can vouch for this. I was very, very bad when I was younger. I remember I was even, I was nine years old, but they had me in under eight. So I was that bad just to be with my sister. And I just, I felt like the boys were a lot stronger than me, bigger, um, faster. They wouldn't pass the ball to the girls. That kind of usual stuff. Yeah, yeah. When you're younger. Um, and I think because we were such a sporty family my my brothers were always out playing and my cousins and my friends and our school in general was so sporty that I was just around it so much and I didn't know anything really else and it probably wasn't until I got that bit bigger and stronger and started playing with just girls with Cashel Camogie Club and Borland Ladies Football Club that I was actually thought I wasn't actually too bad at this and and um, I probably excelled a bit and got more confidence from that so I've definitely delved into other sports I, I did athletics as well in school and basketball as well for a little bit um, and just kind of I did I think I did gymnastics for a week or two as well and karate I think my, my favorite is yeah trying to find just something I suppose a passion to be interested in but because they're so involved with GA I always knew that I'd probably end up playing that and I, I kind of just exponentially just grew from that and lucky enough to get on county teams and, and work up along but yeah sports and uh, GA is definitely yeah, the main. that's unreal or that but 
just one thing that like I'd like to touch on even from what you said there it's like you know that you weren't always like really good I find that really interesting because actually my brother would have been really my younger brother like he'll kill me now for saying this but like he's an excellent hurler like absolutely fantastic but like that kind of he's such a perfectionist and it kind of runs in our family slightly that like and he's so competitive that if he wasn't the best straight away he'd be like no kind of feck this I'm not doing it and he was always kind of on like the B teams and like always kind of the underdog but like had so much potential you know what I mean so I think like what do you think built your confidence or even to kind of keep going you know what I mean like you know the way you were saying like you weren't that good like how did you build on that was it like from home or like where did that kind of come from that confidence to just keep going at it um well yeah as you said like I was I was the same like under 16s and 14s um I was always on B and C teams we kind of had squads with, with county teams and to be honest, I didn't see much pass. I didn't never thought I was good enough for um, a, a teams at that stage. But I think for me, it was just about keep working on what I was doing. I, I, I'm, I'm a big advocate for um, being consistent over perfection. So I'm very into doing things every day or doing things regularly rather than, oh, just be great at everything at once. And I was probably the same in school as well. I, I wasn't naturally so smart and and just being able to get A's so easily or, or great in tests. I always had to work hard in studies. So to say, I kind of applied the same with sports and everything I do really that that little bit of practicing. And I was, I never missed training session. There could be anything on like, I don't know, funerals, parishes. And I, I just would not miss training. I'd always show off and I'd always feel way bad, better after it too. I just yeah. felt like, felt like after exercising, it just feels so much better. And as well as that, I think I had like um, a good base of, I knew I was fast and I knew I had that kind of as well. So I've had to work on a lot of skill, yeah. but yeah, confidence as well. I think I'm very into receiving positive feedback and I think I grow from that too, but I think definitely consistency and just um, continuing to um, try to better myself. Yeah. It's like anything, I suppose, like once you keep showing up at something and you keep tapping away that like something has to give and like, obviously that's where the breakthrough came for the county team it wasn't just like overnight oh yeah I'm picked for like a county football and camogie team like for definitely not like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. My county. like it's a really difficult thing to get to break through on so obviously once you broke through onto that do you did you find then like okay finally now I'm getting a break here like for all the years of like hard work that you would have kind of kept going at it never missing a training um, Orla, did you find that that really gave you your, your confidence like or built in your confidence because you were so young like what age were you when you yeah um, I probably 15 kind of 14 15 16 and I was actually lucky enough that I think when I was in fifth year I broke onto senior squads and got into the camogie and football and during my leaving set year as well I, I was doing the camogie and football as well so I was on the road a lot and and um, rushing around for training but yeah as, as you said I think when you don't when you don't have those good days and, and don't play well it's just going back and knowing that you've done all the hard work and and you've gone to the trainings and you've done everything you can in, in that regard like not just with training but also you've eaten well you've slept well you've hydrated well and that kind of way but I think as well, like, and probably most sports people could probably say that they're their own harshest critic and you never think you play well after a game and you never think that you always think you could do more. So I think for me, I always had that kind of, uh, and still do playing here as well, that 
I always think that I can get better and better. And when you do have a good game, you want to play better the, game, the next week. And it's just a constant cycle like that. And I think it's just being able to really be ambitious and, and motivate yourself to do better is, is what makes people, I suppose, excel in, in the end. 100%. And I suppose if you love it. like Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, if you love it. You know, you can actually tell that, like, it's something you love. And even, like, I was listening to other podcasts as well, um, Orla, that you did. And I was just like seeing that like you know that you're going training all the time but it wasn't like I have to be the best all the time it was like because you loved going you know it was like yeah you know the love for it was there initially at the start and then it obviously grew into something where you started excelling in both like football and camogie which is really nice to see like that it was mainly the love for the game that came first yeah and I I think as well because like I've always played both codes as well and I always get asked oh if you have to choose one or how do you manage both and I always say it's like lucky enough I was able to play both and both managers were on the same page with that but as long as I said like I keep going training and enjoy going and enjoy being with the girls that I, I would do both and as as long as I suppose it wasn't getting in the way of anything else but I think the main thing was that as you said I, I loved going and, and I still do love going training now I get excited about going and I think as long as that passion and that's still there that everything should be okay <laughs> yeah 100 once you love what you're doing once you're waking up and loving what you're doing like that's amazing and then how did the afl come about then orla like what age were you then when that came about and you ended up moving like Australia? <laughs> yeah it was actually um crazy to think i was actually in my second year of college so i was in limerick university of limerick i was doing pe and irish teaching and i at that stage, I, even during my leaving said I, I was just, I had tunnel vision, PE teacher. That's all I wanted to do. I was like, teaching's the best opportunity. You get the summers off. I can train in the evenings. It was going to be my plan. And I had to work hard to get the points. As I said, I wasn't naturally gifted in that regard. And um, I was lucky enough that I did get the points for, for the course. And I loved it. I loved the first two years. And then um, I saw AFL was kind of, becoming more popular and I see a few Irish girls there and I applied with this agency called Crosscoders and, and they helped bring over international players transition into AFLW to get I suppose more players involved because it was still so new and I just applied sent through some clips of me playing camogie football and kind of some other information they asked about maybe running or your height and and kind of these kind of achievements you've you've already had and they kind of send it out to clubs and if anyone's interested they can get back to you and arrange meetings and stuff so it all pretty I think it all just happened so quickly and yeah I had a few early morning phone calls with a few clubs and it was actually funny because I always said in my head I'm going to go with the first club that approached me but it ended up not being that way and Brisbane Lions where I am now they were just so they wanted to keep my traits which is what I want didn't want to change me as a player and they had like a little iPhone and they had the two head coach and they also had the CEO there and it was just so I think it just reminded me kind of of home and, and it was oh, very authentic yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like that kind of more friendlier, <laughs> friendlier yeah. aspect or warmer aspect so to yeah. say not so serious maybe that's incredible Orlando. did it just go from there then like like they offered you like your position and what like what it would entail and stuff like that and then like when when was the time from between you deciding whether you were going to go or not like yeah straight away <laughs> after or how did it happen I think I, I applied at the start of the year 20 
19 and I got they got back probably maybe February or March time um I that was when I was having the phone calls and it was kind of up in the air because I was in my second year of college and people my parents and I had some people saying oh finish out you've two more years left finish it out finish it out and I was kind of thinking oh like I, if this opportunity does come I just go right now so I deferred for a year and I yeah. said I'd a chance and I went that October so um, I finished out second year and I went in October and yeah it was just such it was all happened so quickly and I, I kind of was originally there just for a year to see how I go and I didn't really have any expect anything like I, I didn't really know positions or I didn't know and it was like a complete new team in a new country new sport mm. and it was probably yeah it was very daunting but exciting at the same time and um they were just felt many feel so welcome but it was very I feel mentally going from probably being like an established player and knowing so much about camogie and football since the age of I don't know five or six going into a new sport where you don't know any of the rules you don't know how to play you don't know the girls it was pretty scary and it probably took me a couple of months to get into it yeah no no I loved it and I loved kind of pushing myself and, and getting outside my comfort zone like that's insane Orla because like you know, moving to Australia or moving halfway across the world in general is huge. Not to mind, like moving halfway across the world, deciding like, oh my God, I'm going to defer college. Like, which in Ireland is probably like, even what you're saying there, like, oh, people finish out the degree. I'm allergic. <laughs> like, they're just, it's just the Irish mindset. Like, isn't it? <laughs> I'm like, college will always be there too. Like, you know, yeah. it's just yeah. like trying to go against that. And then, you probably have the typical like oh sure she's mad now she's gone off with you know oh, for two years or yeah. whatever it is like you know and then having all of that and then I suppose you to leave your county teams as well you know you yeah. of that you're on the county football and hurling you know yeah. or Camogie sorry and you to leave that and then like even settling into a new environment but then learning a whole new game like that's in how hard was that because you were like probably the best on your football and camogie team and excelling so well. And then, you know what I mean? And then having to like kind of start from the start again, you know? Yeah, no, it was, um, it was definitely hard. And I think for me personally, I didn't want to let anyone down as well. I wanted to keep everyone happy and I wanted to try, I suppose. Yeah. Like prove to everyone that, that I can do this and some other Irish girls have, gone out and they've been successful I think that was my main thing is that they were getting on the teams and, and they were doing really well so yeah it definitely took a, a, a while to get used to it and if anyone knows me knows I'm such a home bird like I'd be down in Limerick and I'd be rushing to get back home on Thursday night or Friday just to get back like it, it's it was such a change to my whole I suppose life really and I suppose that like as you said everyone thinking they have such a they have to have a path plan from when they finish their leaving search whereas for me, I did a complete 360 and my sister and brothers will probably get a degree before I do. And I, it's just something I never thought would happen. So, but again, like being an athlete is such a short lived career. And I'm starting to realize that now that you just have to give it everything and, and throw, throw yourself into everything as well while you can. Exactly. And look at everything that came out of it, Orla. Like, you know, like you're in Australia, what now? Nearly coming up four years, you were saying yeah it's crazy <laughs> oh it's like you have a whole life here now you know what I mean yeah. it's just absolutely incredible and I'd imagine the opportunities that maybe came with playing at AFL have been huge for you like have you found that yeah definitely it's it's definitely opened up more doors I was kind of lucky as well that 
with AFL, it, it's kind of at the moment, it, it's not fully professional or it's not 12 month contracts yet. So we do, the, we do get a good bit of time off during the year. So I always get a chance to go home and for a couple of months or um, a couple of weeks, depending on, on when the season is. So I feel like I'm, I still have that part of home um, that I can always go back to yeah. too, which is nice. And I go home for Christmas too. And in the, in the past I've came back and I've played Camogie and football again. I, I've taken it back up, but our season now is clashing a bit. So we kind of, are, we have to kind of choose one or the other, which I knew probably would eventually happen. Um, but yeah, I know it's definitely opened up lots of opportunities and I think, um, it's only getting bigger and, and better over here at the moment and it's becoming huge and it's becoming such a big competition as well and there's so much I think there's over 30 Irish girls nearly here at this stage so oh my god yeah I saw there's yeah. another is it the Dublin footballer that's coming over yeah today? yeah she's coming um I think in July yeah Jen she's yeah she'd be a great asset to the team yeah I saw yeah. that somewhere and I was like wow that's another person over like you know what I mean it's incredible exactly. yeah um, no it's absolutely amazing and Orla, did you find like initially when you were transitioning over say, to AFL, like what, like, did you find that like, was there a different dynamic in the sense of mindset towards playing than maybe county camogie or county football, or was it kind of on par? It's, it's pretty similar. I think for me, they, it's probably just, we have more resources and access yeah. to facilities here. Um, being a professional sport so you have access to your dietitians nutritionists doctors um physios all the time which, which is obviously great to have and you you really use those resources and then I suppose with regards programming as well it, it's more individualized and it's more working on what you need to work on rather than just the whole team aspect as yes, well I know what you're saying like it's like your gym program and stuff will be way yeah. individualized likewise with your nutrition and maybe like what works for you pre-match meals things like that exactly um, I'd be so interested now to hear Orla like what's a typical like week of training what does that look like now you're not in you're in off season at the minute but like I was looking at your Instagram and I was like sweet mother of Jesus that's <laughs> off season like I'm like in awe of like how fit you are like I'm like wow like honestly, <laughs> insane. yeah what does a typical week of training look like yeah so we're kind of in our pre-pre-season which actually sometimes is we do more probably than in season um because we just play games at the weekend in season but at the moment we're we're kind of training twice a week so kind of Monday and Thursdays and then we have three kind of running sessions so we have them Monday Thursday and Saturday and then we have three gym as well so that's kind of a Tuesday Friday kind of an uppers then Saturday and then um, a few of us do Pilates and stuff as well. So you probably see I'm on the reformer a lot. So we yeah, have, I um, saw that. What's it like? Do you like it? Yeah, it's it's great. And I think a lot more people and athletes are getting involved in it. I think it's just, it's a nice kind of way of exercising where you're not using and expending so much energy, but you're still fixing up on those things you probably neglect about like balance, flexibility. and 100%, just the small things. They're like yeah. the small, minute things that like differentiate like maybe yeah. your routine from the next, you know? Exactly. Yeah, 100%. and just intervention. Yeah, so. Yeah. Oh my God, that's actually incredible. And like with your running sessions, like what would they, I've heard like mad stories now with the AFL <laughs> running sessions. Really? <laughs> like someone was saying like, I don't know if it's true, but like that you'd easily clock up like, 10 15 kilometers in running sessions sometimes it it, it kind of depends like in in pre-season we kind of aim to do a certain amount of clock a certain amount of kilometers a week so 
it could be anywhere between like for the three main sessions in pre-season like between 20 or 30 kids depending broke down between sessions but and then it eases off obviously in season whereas at the moment we're kind of doing a bit like some weeks focus on volume so you'd be, you'd be getting a good few k's in and other weeks focus more on sprint and technique or aerobic or anaerobic capacity so it kind of just depends like they're, they're very good for changing it as well and the same with the gym like some weeks focus on getting that strength so it's low numbers but it's really like trying to go as heavy as you can and get pbs and other weeks depends more on oh no we're gonna we're gonna hire the reps but lower the weight kind of thing so yeah okay so it's always kind of switched up around like making sure that you're recovering well as well and not yeah, so that you're able to train hard yeah, yeah. yeah yeah okay cool that's unreal and it's so good that it's always switched up because it could be like very mentally fatiguing or if it's like it's very monotonous like Definitely. do you ever find there's times where you're like jesus like it's like hard to kind of keep going do you ever get in like kind of ruts or anything like that yeah definitely and I think like having that's why the club was really adamant about making sure that when the season was over that we do take a full needed break like not even just some exercise but also get out of our usual environment so like for me like as we as you saw we all went to Bali yeah yeah and yeah and me I love going home as well and I kind of come back reset and a few of the Aussie girls came over to Ireland as well to see that and just kind of doing things like that and, and just switching off and even trying different types of exercises like a few girls might do boxing sessions or like our running sessions we mightn't always run around an oval we might go for like a park run or, or run down like near the coast or something just to change it up I know it's just mentally yeah to switch it up I even found that myself like recently I've been so like kind of I wouldn't say like I'm falling out of love with the gym but it does get monotonous if you're doing yeah. the same thing day in day out so I'm trying to like switch it up a small bit like every now and again it's just like meant for like mental reasons like just to yeah. kind of be like okay yeah. so try something new challenge like a new challenge whatever it is what would you say the toughest part is about being like a professional athlete or that I think for me as I said like I'm just so hard on myself and at times you can kind of fall into the trap of I think overthinking it so with with me like I'm obviously here playing AFL and sometimes I feel during season especially I can fall in the hole of kind of becoming too obsessed with it and, and focusing too much on how I played last week and I might have gotten on the ball or I might have done some stupid things or I have a lot to learn or whatever it may be or I might have been marked really well by an opposition that can mentally like make you so fatigued and, and tired going into the next round but the thing I love about AFL is you literally play every week for consistently for um about 10 to 14 weeks depending so you have to kind of forget about it yeah and then focus on the next game so I think it's just mentally not letting myself get too affected by what has happened and focus on learn from it before and but focus for the next week yeah like try not to get too in your head about it exactly. and I suppose like it doesn't allow you to like you said like it's kind of like okay the past the past like I have a match next week that I need yeah. to focus on Literally. which is great because that's not the same in camogie like you do have that break don't yeah. you yeah you could be waiting two or three weeks even a month sometimes for your next game yeah which yeah. can be done yeah okay, okay. yeah and who is your biggest inspiration? Oh, <laughs> and I always get asked this question and I try and think of, I think of like sports people I looked up to growing up, but I think honestly, like I wasn't, as I said earlier, I wasn't too obsessed with sport when I was younger and growing up, there wasn't too many female players well known or it, it wasn't as out there as the men. So I always go back to like my mom and go back to like, like even when I think back to me 
under 14 squads and 16 squads like I she'd just be so good at bringing me everywhere like number one support like I remember we had a few trainings like up your way in Bird Hill and Newport in the middle of nowhere and she just driving me everywhere every every day after school and even coming out being in Australia like she's great at just like knowing how to like when I'm I suppose anxious about a game or when something's not going right because I'm not at home she knows how to like what to say when to say it and and she's like just yeah the biggest supporter and she's definitely yeah my my um inspiration for sure I love that Orla and I'd say like because like you're like you were saying your family was so involved in GA the whole way up you obviously really value like her opinion or like your parents yeah. opinion on like <laughs> her games and stuff like that which is yeah so nice because like they know what they're actually talking about you know yeah, it, it's funny because yeah because my my dad especially he because he obviously played when he was younger too he used to always like race how well we do after a camogie or football game out of 10 whereas now I'm like you don't know anything about AFL so you can't rate my you game you can't rate it yeah not yeah. today not today that is hilarious no. that's yeah, brilliant so, no, that's, brilliant. that's yeah. brilliant and have they came over to Australia yeah so last year was actually a crazy year we had two seasons in 2022 so we had a season starting in January and it finished in April and then we also had a quick turnaround and we had another season starting in August that finished in November because they wanted to change the schedule and of it. So my mom and dad and sister came over in March for our kind of um, kind of the equivalent of like a, a quarter and semi-final, which we lost, but they were here for that. And then again, mom and dad came over in November last year for our grand final and semi-final as well but we lost the grand final too so they actually made two trips out to Australia last crazy so wow it's so nice for them as well like my mom now is booking flights for October or like yeah and I just think it's so nice for them to have an excuse not like like, (laughs) reason you know like I feel like my mom would be like she wouldn't travel to Australia like for if you weren't here yeah. yeah so it's yeah. so nice like seeing them being able to experience it as well like, you know? and show them your life over here like you're probably calling your mom all the time saying these places you go to and for her to actually see it see them yeah 100% yeah. no definitely um Orla and I'm just going to finish on this last question well I have two more questions what would your perfect morning be like god um I think it's probably changed like being here everyone I don't know I think Sydney's probably the same but everyone's up so early in Brisbane early. and I absolutely love it yeah, yeah. it's so good so, so good. probably get up early maybe go to a Pilates session and um, with a couple of the girls then get a coffee after like I think that's huge here obviously coffee culture and it's so nice here yeah it is it's so great different. yeah, yeah. It's, it actually gets you excited in the morning yeah. And just have a chat with the girls, do that. Maybe then after, I don't know, maybe go for like a walk or, or go to the gym with a couple of girls. And I find that's what I love most about here is that you don't do sessions on your own. It's always in groups, which I love. And yeah, coming back, having overnight wheat vix like my favorite love, breakfast. Love, yeah. Love, <laughs> um, love, love. But yeah, I think just, just probably doing a form of exercise and um, getting good coffee, having my breakfast and, and then maybe calling my um, mom or dad as well. Yeah finish off the morning before they go to bed fab it's it's the simple things really isn't it like oh, you have that you're made up like yeah, yeah no I love that it's like an early morning place because like it's I'm really... such a morning person after yeah. three o'clock I don't function but <laughs> like I definitely am a morning person and I just think it's so refreshing here where like everyone yeah. kind of you know 
works to live like you really see that oh, here definitely so yeah like, yeah when we wake up in the mornings we go down to like the steps even in Koji and like everyone's out walking their dogs they're getting their coffee yeah. they're sitting down chat there's yeah. chat and it's like a Tuesday morning and I'm I like know. if that yeah. was at home like everywhere would be empty like Lahin should oh, be completely. empty yeah you know what I mean so I think it's just so nice seeing that they're a lot more relaxed in mm. like their yeah. in life in general aren't they yeah no it's fabulous yeah. It's so- I'd love the beach by me that would be like the one thing if I had a, if I could wake up and see the ocean it would be great but we don't have access to that here as easily in Brisbane like you do <laughs> yeah because you're in, like Brisbane's more like built up isn't it Brisbane is like there's like um there's a bay so like Redland Bay but there's kind of um Stradbrook Island so that blocks kind of a coastal um view so we have the Gold Coast which is an hour away and Sunshine Coast, which is like an hour and a half away. So it's not too bad. Like, um, I know people back home, but I think an hour is a lot. But I think that's another thing. When you come to Australia, an hour is nothing. So yeah. a lot of us do um, go down to the beach on days off as well. So, that, so that's uh, nice. Just to relax and stuff. Fab. Yeah. And my last question is, what advice would you give to maybe a younger Camogie player listening, Orla, who is aspiring to either go on to be more successful on a county team or to maybe do what you did do you have kind of any advice for them maybe um, like your younger self <laughs> I think um not more probably I I probably like I probably said it earlier but it's just like I'm a real big advocate on focusing on like one percent and for me like growing up not being the most gifted at everything I did being as I said consistent but focus on what like how you can get better each day one percent so like don't just look at training but also look at like hydration sleep nutrition who's like around you listen to the coaches um and try to do one thing better every day and uh, eventually all those things will like add up and um equivalate up to to getting better eventually and obviously consistently training and and working to push yourself outside those comfort zones as well but yeah that's that's probably what i i'd say to anyone if i yeah I love that order because I actually really resonate with that like I was the exact same growing up like I had to really work at everything like I yeah did horse riding competitively but oh my god I had to work so hard at it and like the same with school like I wasn't naturally like you know gifted in school like again I had to work so hard at it and I just think when you get the reward from it, it's you so much better, don't you? Yeah, yeah exactly. you do, you do, yeah. 100%, 100%. Orla, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me, I really appreciate it. No problem, and I'll chat soon. Talk to you, bye. bye.